The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Um, you need to get born again. If you are not born again, coming to church doesn't mean you are born again. Being director of operation doesn't mean you are born again. There are two different things. Don't mix them up. Praise God. Get born again. That's where we started from. New birth. Redemption. You need to know what it means to be a new creation. That's what new birth does for you. Okay, now that I'm born again, all these are just introductory level. All these level one things. Listen to me. I will say this over and over again. Particularly for those of us that are new in church. And we have a lot of new people. The last time I checked, I think over 110 people registered for this level one training. That means there are at least 100 people in this church that have not gone through this training before. You need to go and learn these things. You grow in them. You grow in them. Know what it means to be a new creation in Christ and live your life that way. And one of the things you are going to have to learn as a new creation is to live by faith. Live by faith. Faith is how you take advantage of everything Jesus has provided for you. So we have a lot of Christians that their lives are not reflecting what Jesus has done for them. They are Christians. So we are not saying they are not Christians. They are born again. But because of a lack of faith or a lack of commitment to learn to live by faith, so now I'm touching those of you that have been in church for a while or have been in the faith for a while and you are still not seeing the manifestations of the things Jesus has freely obtained for you. It's a faith problem. And again, we are not abusing you. We are not saying you're a bad person. This is not Oshodi. This is the house of God. Even Oshodi is getting cleaned up. Lagos State government is cleaning up Oshodi. So I may not even be able to use Oshodi as an analogy anymore. I drove by Oshodi. Yes, I was like, ah, ah. Even Oshodi is getting developed. Look at your life, your neighbor and say, develop your life. Develop your life. Honestly, it's a big challenge for those of us pastors. People coming to church and their lives are not developing. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest things God has been dealing with me on. And nobody can do these things for you. I can't breathe for you. No matter how much I love you, I can't eat for you. I can't sleep for you. I don't care how strong that insomnia is. Ah, let me go and sleep and you'll feel refreshed. No, you have to sleep yourself. You have to eat yourself. You have to bath yourself. There are certain things nobody can do for you. Apart from teaching you how to do it and modeling it before you and encouraging you, pushing you, kicking you, knocking you, doing whatever we can do, the court is in your ball. I hope that makes more sense to you than the ball is in your court. You have to do something, my friend. Jesus has done it all. This is Easter week. That's what we're going to be talking about. Why is your life like this? Or why is my life like this? If Jesus and Jesus has done it all, no matter how pathetic anybody's life look, it will never change the fact that Jesus died on that cross. And he took your place on that cross. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Took away your sin. Took away your poverty. I don't care how broke you are. Jesus has taken away your poverty. Took away your sickness. I don't care how sick you are. 
I don't care how depressed you are. He took away your pain. Enough of being a Christian and you are not reflecting what Jesus died for. Enough. Enough. And these are the issues. Get born again and refuse to learn what it means to be born again. You know, in this part of the world, that's, this is one of the, 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 the things that the church in Nigeria has to grow out of. We have a law. I mean, God has helped us in this country. We're having revival in Nigeria, but we still have too many babies in church. Still waiting for pastor to pray for them. There's nothing wrong with pastor paying for you. Nothing wrong with pastor paying for you, but not when you are 10 years old. Imagine, I mean, if you have a baby, we are still wiping um, Oreo first bomb bomb now. But if I have to start wiping Ifemi's bomb bomb now, everything is wrong with that. Everything. When you start cleaning the bomb of a 10-year-old, everything is wrong with it. And sometimes until you get angry about these things, they will never change. Satan will just sit on your life. Know who you are in Christ. Know it. Not just something they teach in your church. Know it yourself. This thing must become your own. And you are bound in them. You are bound, you grow in it. Not that you are still walking in revelation you have in 2015 and we are in 2018. No. Until these things become yours and you are bound in them, there's chances of failure. But you will not fail in Jesus' name. Learn to live by faith. You're a new creation for crying out loud. Go and look, I studied this thing when they taught me. That's why my life is like this. We sat down. I'm not just studying it for exam. Not just studying it for exam. Studying it for life. This is how you are going to run your marriage by faith if you want God involved. This is how you are going to run your finances by faith if you want God. God doesn't get involved except somebody believes. He that comes to God. Have you, have you come to God? Or you came to Pastor T? Or you came to Reverend K? Or you just came to church? So that's the problem of people. Is Pastor T, Reverend K, or church they are coming to? No. That's not the plan. Pastor T cannot die for you, did not die for you, will not die for you. Church, no church can die for you. King's Word cannot die for you. Reverend K is not going to die for you. I hope you have figured that one out by now. As much as he loves you. Only Jesus died for you. But Jesus now said, now that you have come, believe. That's faith. You have to have faith. There's no option. Now, the truth is there are actually options, but they are all fake. So we have Christians that are living on their job, living on money, living on credit, living on borrowing, living on all these other things that are not faith. This world will give you options, but they will all disappoint you at the end of the day. So this manual is so many things. It's just basic. So many things. Fundamentals of faith. Knowing the difference between faith and mental assent. I want to say a thing about that. Pastor Taffy talked a lot, and this manual talks a lot about hope. But please understand that hope is not faith. You need to have hope. But this is how you know. You see, we said mental assent. Just agreeing to what Pastor T is saying or what they are teaching in church. Beautiful. You shouldn't do that. You should have hope. But hope, hope doesn't have substance. Hope has no substance. So some people have been hoping in the world that they will get married, they will have children, their ministry will move to another level. But there's no substance. That's where faith comes in. Substance. Like she gave the analogy of cooking jollof rice. 
hope from now till tomorrow. You will never eat any jollof rice today if you don't go and get the rice, get the pepper, get the tomato, and a very good cook. For example, if you tell us you get all those things and say pastor, take come and cook jollof rice for you, you will not eat any jollof rice. No matter what I do, that jollof rice is not going to come out. At least as I am today. So you must know the substance. That, that's where faith will go. What do I need for this next level? Faith will go that mile. I shared something with us at the beginning of the year. Many people underestimate what they need to fly. We are back to faith. First, I gave you five things. Ask your neighbor, do you remember those five things that pastor taught us at the beginning of the year? Just ask or don't answer. Because I know if I do exam now, I wonder how many people will pass. But that's part of what we are talking about. I gave you five things for elevation. One of them is underestimation. Gathering all the, watch how underestimation works. You get all the ingredients to make jollof rice and you now bring pastor tea. Pastor tea, come and make my jollof rice. You will never eat jollof rice. I can't make jollof rice. It's just that simple. At least not as I am today. I can make no do so. But jollof rice. So you don't underestimate your need by making pastor tea your cook. I have a cook. I was his name, Pastor T. You are not going to eat. <laughs> you are not going to eat. That's what some, some people do with faith. And this way, hope. So, he's uh, hopeful. He has everything. I have everything. I'm hoping in the world. But you are using the wrong scripture. Pastor T will not give you jollof rice, sir. Faith will go beyond that. Sometimes it will happen like, okay, I, I thought Pastor T could do it. So, last Friday, Pastor T, last Sunday, Pastor T gave me jollof rice. Watch how a hopeful person will do. He will still use Pastor T again next Sunday. I'm not serious. After I disappointed you last week, you change that scripture. Look for the right cook. Look for the right person. Sometimes we learn faith through faith failures. So first quarter has come and gone now. The money has not come. And you have been believing for something. That means there's something wrong with the way you are believing particularly if that thing is overdue. Hallelujah. One way to know whether you are in faith is whether the manifestations are showing up. Faith obtains the promises. Like Dr. K has been teaching us for years now, faith is your receiver. If you are not receiving, that means your faith is not working as it should ought. Again, that doesn't make you a bad person. That means you need to go back and check, okay, what am I missing about this faith? And change what needs to be changed. Making pastor tea your cook will never give you jollof rice. Change pastor tea, my friend. He doesn't know how to cook jollof rice. Get rid of that thing. Look for the word that will deliver the miracle you want. Look for the prayer, the worship, the... Change what needs to be changed. This thing should be working. A bill should not be coming and there isn't money to pay it. No, the money should be there. Why is the money not there? Your faith. Two ways to know whether you are in faith. Number one, whether the manifestation is there on ground. If the faith was working, the manifestation would be there. And in some cases, there will be no manifestation. But let's check your attitude why there is no manifestation. What are you saying now that the husband has not come? What are you doing now that the children have not come? So there are two ways we can engage whether you are in faith. One, by this time tomorrow, there has been a manifestation. Why? Faith receives. Let me hear somebody say faith receives. 
But in some situations, okay, faith has not yet received. What are you doing? Why faith has not received? So some people, because faith has not received now, the husband has not come. They, come, they don't come to church regularly anymore. Or check this one that many kings, what people may be tempted to do. Come to church, but we'll not be hearing when we are talking. Their mind is somewhere else. Don't move too much. They won't know I'm talking about you. Lift hands so we are worshiping, or they can't lift their hands. Even though they are here with us, so because it has, you are not in faith, sir. And Pastor T may not know. The worship leader may not know, but God knows. Or worse, you are lifting up your hand, but your heart is still not there. Watch out for these things. This thing is not complicated. It just requires compliance. And when you start seeing you are manifesting those kind of things, you don't condemn yourself. Say with me, there is now no condemnation for me because I'm in Christ Jesus. Say, I refuse any form of condemnation. But my friend, go and change something. Pastor T cannot give you jollof rice. If you continue that way, you will never eat that jollof rice. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. That's why we teach these things. There is nothing difficult here. When you are in faith, corresponding action, patience, you've got to learn to be patient. If you are that guy that is here today, because the manifesto has not come, you are now impatient, go home and replace that impatience with patience. Pastor T will never give you jollof rice. That impatience will never bring a manifestation of your faith. And God is not going to change, no matter how long your problem lasts. God has been God. In the beginning, God. God is perfect, so God cannot change. So when God tells you live by faith, it will never change. No matter how long you cry, no matter how long you weep, no matter how long you suffer. What you need to do is to change and start complying with God. I need to be a person of joy if I'm going to live by faith. This one that I'm being depressed because I lost my job six months ago, it has to stop. And even though you've lost your job six months ago, you need to start rejoicing. As if Microsoft just gave you a job. Learn these things. Stop being ignorant of them. And don't adopt an alternative to faith. That's many things I've seen many Christians do. Don't, ah, I don't need to be a joyful person. You will suffer somewhere down the road. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Don't take any other option. The just shall live. By faith, that is God talking. That is perfect. You can't improve on perfection. You can't improve on perfection. Let me say something else, touch on something else she talked about. Talking about outstanding rent. She gave three, two examples. The person that's um, looking up to the church or looking up to the pastor or looking up to something. That's one option. Or the person that is borrowing on credit. There's a third guy. There's a third guy. He has a word quite all right because he comes to King's Word. And because I'm talking to King's Word people, I want to identify that as well. I've seen that a lot in church. People that are confessing and confessing the word, acting and acting on the word, serving and serving, and yet God is not performing. There's a problem there. And the problem is not with God. And again, the problem may be that maybe you're making pastor tea your cook. Maybe that's where the problem is. I know Pastor T is your pastor, but Pastor T cannot be your cook. I don't know how to cook jollof rice. 
So anytime you are, you, 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 are, you, are, you see, so there's a the guy that, um, instead of when, you, when he opens his mouth, the first example Pastor Taffy gave, opened his mouth, his own belief throughout. Hey, God, help us. So Pastor, help us. There's no money. When you start talking like that, that's wrong. Stop, stop talking unbelief. Then there's the one that is doing credit and trying to use natural means to solve his problem. You are going to get into Look, one day, the 20, even the United States government that owes $21 trillion, one day that thing is going to crash. The natural can never get you where you are going. Then this third person, speaking the word and all that, trying to act faith, but everything you are doing is still not producing. You may be in that category. When you are like that, you are doing everything that you have been taught and it's still not producing, then change something out of what you are doing. Are you with me this morning? This thing is designed to work. Hello? Don't be confessing, 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 and nothing is manifesting. After a while, stop and say, that's why you have Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, how come I'm confessing and confessing and I'm being patient and being patient and I'm serving and I'm still not getting there? He will tell you what the problem is. That's how the, the, the apostles did. They did that over and over in the Bible and every time they did it, Jesus always taught them something new that they didn't know. Let me show you two examples here. Matthew 17. Glory be to God. Tap your neighbor. Are you still learning? Let me ask your other neighbor, have you gone home? Ask a third neighbor, the Jollof Rice Party is talking about, is that what is on your mind now? <laughs> it's amazing how the devil can distract people, even when we are trying to teach them. Please tell your neighbor for me, the object of the lesson is not Jollof Rice. We are talking about faith. <laughs> we are still talking about faith. Before you get distracted with Jollof Rice. Matthew 17. You know the story. Jesus was up on the mountain. This man, the Pastor Taffy reference, it brought his son. He has been tormented by a devil. Look at what Jesus told them. Verse 17. Please, I want everyone under the sound of my voice. We, in a way, we've helped people that have not yet learned how to use these things. Maybe you are relatively new in the faith. Or permit me. Please, permit me. I'm not abusing you. This is not Oshodi. But maybe for the last few years, you have been irresponsible. You have refused to sit down and learn faith. Your own solution is go and learn. Go and learn. That, that's what you need. Irresponsibility is not going to get you anywhere. Somewhere in your life, if you're a Christian, you are going to have to learn to sit down. One scripture I want to use this morning, Jude, um, Jude 1.20. Building up yourself upon your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost. One day, sha, you will realize that you have to sit down and learn how to, learn how to pray in the Holy Ghost. So you can grow up in faith. And you go to that discipleship class, you take the lesson, and you make sure you understand the lesson to the point where you can wake up to him in the night and pray in the Holy Ghost. And heaven will hear you. And things will change. Not waiting till next Sunday until they pray for you in church again. See, after a while, it crosses over from being a baby Christian to being an irresponsible Christian. We not learn how to pray. The same thing with faith. Oh, you just said come to church. Okay, we helped you to pay your rent last year. We are not going to continue helping you to pay your rent, sir. After a while, it becomes irresponsibility. You are going to have to learn to believe God for your own provision. Can I hear loud amen if I'm in the right place? See, after a while, it becomes irresponsibility. Because we all have the same father. 
And we are all under the same grace. And once again, we are all in the same church. Why should there be someone in church that God is blessing so much to the point where that person can help me pay my rent? And all me I'm doing is just there, they are giving me every time. It becomes irresponsibility after a while. Anyone that has been in this church for a reasonable length of time, you must know, you should be able to teach this thing. Kids to your wife and your children in your house after a while. But now let me talk to people that have learned this thing and it doesn't look as if it's working. That's where the disciples were. So the man came, the disciples tried to cast out the devil, they could not cast him out. So they came to Jesus, why could we not cast him out? Look at the way Jesus responded to them. Verse 17, Matthew 17, verse 17. Jesus answered and said to them, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. This is not Osho, this is not abusing them. When you see things like this in your Bible, the Bible calling people fools, faithless, perverse. He's not abusing. But it's interesting that he's using such harsh words, trying to wake them up. You are not supposed to be faithless. You should have been able to cast out the devil. You should have been able to pay the bill. You should have been able to grow the church. You should have been able to handle that marriage and handle that family. You should. And look at what he told them. How long shall I be with you? I mean, I only have three and a half years here. How long shall I bear with you? See, after a while, from childishness, it crosses over to irresponsible behavior. Can't be a baby forever. Bring him here to me. So he did it one more time. But watch the attitude of the disciples. They came to meet in verse 20, or between verse 15 and 20. Well, how could we not cast him out? That's what God told me to live with many people here today. In your learning how to walk by faith, in your learning how to be a new creation, in your learning how to pray in tongues and get solutions. If it doesn't work, see, they tried it. So, again, two categories. There are those that will never try it. They tried it because they had taught them. Tap your neighbor and say, go and try these things. That's how you are going to eventually know how to do it. Why could we not cast him out? Why could I not meet the deadline? Why, why should I? Every time I set targets, I mean, we have targets I set for pastors in church. Next Sunday is exam day. It's that Sunday. If we don't hit that target, I just, God, why could we not do it? And he will tell you what you need to change. And sometimes you need to remove Pastor T from the kitchen because Pastor T will never be able to cook jollof rice for you. It's the wrong ingredient. Why? And he told them, verse 20, because of your unbelief, ah, it's still a faith problem. Watch what he said, assuredly I say unto you, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And I love this, nothing shall be impossible to you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and declare with me, when my faith is in place. As someone is not hearing me this morning, say when my faith is in place. Nothing shall be impossible to me. Man, that is the life. That is the life Jesus has obtained for us. Nothing shall be impossible. You can get married when you want to get married. Can I hear a loud amen? 
You can develop and grow that ministry when you want to grow that ministry. Can I hear a louder amen? You can pay the bill and meet the need when you need to pay the bill and meet the need. Nothing shall be impossible. And then he thought them where they missed it. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Rascal disciples. Prayerless disciples. Disciples that don't fast. We are fasting this week again. Wednesday to Friday. Every month then we do it in this church. See, fasting and praying, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying the Holy Ghost, it helps to put your faith ready. Not just coming for KTI. Coming for KTI is good. Fasting and praying. But much more than that, look at something he told them here. If you have faith as a mustard seed, so let me give you a principle of faith here to add to what you've learned today. Learn to sow faith as a seed. We don't have the time to take that extensively, but let me mention this to you. That's how faith works. I know many of you are not farmers, but at least you will have a thing or two, a concept or two about agriculture. You sow the word of God in your heart consistently. You water it. You cultivate it over a period of time. Imagine if you want to be a, a professional farmer. And when the Bible talks about farming, that's what it's talking about. It's not just someone growing vegetables. It's talking about someone that wants to feed the nation. We just come back from America again. I'm reminded America food is so cheap there. Why they have many professional farmers? There are states in that country they call them the breadbasket of America. Someone was even talking to me about it this last trip that the recession that hit America in the 30s is because there was a famine in the breadbasket. And watch what the American government did after that. After that time happened that there was a recession there, so my argument is that time, since that time, somebody tell your neighbor, change the cook, change the cook, change the cook. That's the problem with many of you. You need to change the cook. After that recession, a very serious recession happened in the 1930s in America. And it was because there was famine in the, food, in the bread basket. They said since that time, the American government, they, because the recession lasted for seven years. Since, since that time, the American government keeps food for the next seven years. They never had that before. Because they had never had a famine for seven years. But when that happened, there is no food. Even if nobody harvests any crop in America now, for the next seven years, nobody will go hungry in the country. They changed the cook. So the, the, this is what the person was telling me. He said American government has started backsliding now. They are now reducing from seven years to five years because they have not had another recession in the last almost 100 years now. So some people are raising alarm. Don't touch it. Too. We don't know. But imagine, that, that's how you do faith. As a seed. You don't wait till when the bill is due to develop the faith. Can I hear a loud amen? It's not the day the doctor is going, I mean, the landlord is going to throw you out that he starts, hey, God, how can I pay the rent? What have you been doing for the last one year? It is now you should be developing faith for the rent of 2019. That's how you do faith, as a seed. You sow it. And you cultivate it. The harvest you want to see at the end of this year, you should be sowing the faith for it now. The harvest you want to see five years from today in your life. Ten years from... We are teaching you how to live by faith, oh. I hope you are learning. Stop waiting till when you need the manifestation. What have you been doing for the last six months? For the last six years? Okay, you've made that mistake. Start from today. Sit down. Think about your life five years from today. Where do I want to be? Start believing God for it now. Tell somebody faith as a seed. And look at another person and say, add fasting and prayer to it. You know the sad part, Pastor Taffy. 
one person is going to listen to one devil in this service and say we will not fast and pray again. I don't know who that person is. So that's the sad part. That's what sometimes grieves my heart as a pastor. One person we sin. Uh, I don't need to fast and pray. You see. He told them, "Why did it not work? You did not fast. You did not pray, even though you came for word wave. This time, go and fast and pray." And they learned to. After Jesus left, the disciples were casting out devils like water. Because they learned the lesson. That's sometimes that's how you learn these things. So the first Sunday, you thought Pastor Kitty could cook rice. And now Pastor has disappointed you, no rice. Next Sunday, don't make Pastor T the cook. Add fasting and prayer to it. Sometimes that's how we learn these things. It's after we have failed. But someone will fail... And next exam, they will do the same thing they did the last exam. Refusing to learn. As if they know it more than God. He told you the answer. Look, after you fast and pray and it still don't work, you go back again. Why did I not get results? He said, ah, go add something else to it. And tell me, if you continue behaving like that one day, you will have all the exact ingredients in place. Somebody said the exact ingredients in place. And there will be a manifestation. God told me, you are the one that's allowing the devil. But I'll tell you one thing, the devil is afraid of the blood. I added it. No more barrenness. This thing is not difficult. Hey, church, it's not. You just need to be compliant. Stop doing as if you are wiser than God. Sit down, learn the basics. As you are applying the basics, if you are not getting results, talk to the teacher tell you the one or two things you are missing. They came to him again in another place. Look at Luke 17. Matthew 17, Luke 17. This one he told them, if your brother sins against you, they came to me, how many times should I forgive him? Seven times. He said, no. Seventy times seven. Ah! They said, master, increase our faith. He said, no, it's not about increasing your faith. You already have faith. Tap someone and say, you already have faith. Verse 5, Matthew 17, verse 5. Look at this one. See, these are things sometimes if you don't ask, if they never ask the question, we will not have the revelation today. So basics are good, though. Foundation is good. What we teach you in KTI, level 1 to level 4, they are foundational. They are not everything. But you can't live in a foundation. But without a foundation, you can never live. So you take the foundation, tap your neighbor, tell him why again, take the foundation. What was taught you three Sundays ago? Hey, someone is not talking. What was taught you two Sundays ago? What was taught you last Sunday? And the one today? Where many of us in the body of Christ today are missing it, particularly those of us that have been around for a while, you have forgotten your foundation. That's why we God told us to be doing this. Forgotten that your sins have been forgiven. That's how Peter put it in 2 Peter 1, 5 to 10. So you go back to the foundation. But I realized foundations sometimes are not enough. So you ask questions. So they told him here, hey, increase our faith. So the subject is faith. Jesus said to them, if you had faith as a mustard seed. In other words, this is not about having great faith or big faith. No, don't be deceived. Hey, Baba Deboe, when I feel like Baba Deboe. No, it's not that. Mustard seed faith can get the job done. Hallelujah. Small faith. KTI faith. 
I come to church on Sunday morning faith. Small faith. That's what mustard seed. He doesn't need much faith. Tell your neighbor, he doesn't need much faith. But it must be sown. That's the concept of a seed. Do you know a seed doesn't have to be much? It's not until I have one million naira tight before God will answer me. No, my cup of water seed is enough. Sad part is the guy with the cup of water will not sow his cup of water. Who sow it? Because he thinks it's small. So Peter said, no, until I have, uh, when Jesus told him, 70 times 70, he told Jesus, saying, ah, you must have big faith. He said, no, your small faith is enough. You can forgive, even though you have small faith. And that small faith will still solve everything for you. Hallelujah. You can say to the tree, be pulled up from the roots, be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Look at verse 7. This is the other concept. So, in Matthew 17, he taught about faith as a seed. And he still talked about faith as a seed in Luke 17. But he now added something else that Matthew did not add. Tap your neighbor for me again. Say, learn something, learn something, learn something. It's a problem when you can't add to your faith. These are things that God, when we got into problem, we're trying to use faith, trying to pay bills, trying to have children, trying to run the church. And we didn't get the results, even though we had gone through KTI manual. And we now ask God, God, why is it not happening? If we point you to scriptures like this, this is where you are missing it. And there are times he will just speak a word. I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. You go back when you are not getting the results. And he will tell you where you are missing it. So he taught them something else about faith here. Are you still here? Tell your neighbor, faith as a seed, faith as a seed, faith as a seed. Look at this one again, verse 7. Which one of you, having a servant plowing and tending sheep, shall not say to him when he's coming from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? Hmm? You read on and read on and read on. I don't have the time, in fact, I've exceeded my time. But look at what he told them now. This one is not just faith as a seed, though. This is faith as a servant. said, when your servant goes to work for you in the field... And he comes back to the house. You don't tell that servant to go and sleep. After he has worked for you in the field, you tell him, prepare supper for me. After he has prepared supper for you, you tell him, prepare a bath for me. After he has prepared a bath for you, you say, put my children to bed. Then when you are settled, you can now let your servant go and rest. Say, that's how to do faith. You use faith for ministry. After it has done ministry, you use faith for your family. After it has done your family, you use faith for your finances. After as long as you use faith for your academics, you send your faith on herant as you will send a servant. Do this one. Do this one. Do this one. Do this one. That's how you use faith. You don't reserve faith for church alone. This is where many of you are missing it. You go to work tomorrow morning, you don't use your faith. You get home, your marriage, there's problem, you don't use your faith. Your children are acting up. You don't send your faith as you will send a servant. It will work for you in the field. It will work for you in the house. It will work for you in your finances. It will work for you in your health. Learn to send faith on errands. Oh, hallelujah. Send faith on errands. Rise on your feet. Let's pray. At the heart of what Jesus taught them is that you need to take your faith, however small it is, and sow it into the situations of your life. 
Say with me, faith as a seed. Faith as a servant. Say that again, faith as a seed. Stop saying, God, increase my faith. Stop saying, God, give me pastor this kind of faith. Give me a body boy's kinds of faith. No, you don't need that. Mustard seed faith can solve that financial problem you are facing. But until you sow it, it will not work. And until you send it on an errand. Somebody here now should start sending your faith, my rent for this year that is due in December. I'm believing God for more than enough provision. And you sow that faith as a seed. And send that faith as an errand. And that faith is working for you to pay your rent. You're also sending that faith. This sickness has been my body for the last five years. You are sending that faith to bring healing. Then you are sending that faith. This is my job in church that my unit is not happy with. I'm not serving well. Send your faith. To, you send faith as your servant so that you can rest. Because if there's problem in your ministry in church, problem in your finances, problem in your, you will not have rest. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Amen. But when you can send faith as a servant and you learn how it works, you will have rest. Lift your hands. I profess over you. Rest will be your portion. Amen. From this day forward. Amen. Like you have never had it before. Amen. As you learn to use your faith. Amen. Come on, open your mouth. Take a minute and talk to God. And make that fresh commitment again to live by faith. Don't live by borrowing. <laughs> we are going to have fixing financial challenges next month. I'm going to deal with that a lot. Don't live by borrowing. Some of you are beginning to make borrowing a lifestyle. Don't live by borrowing. Learn to live by faith. Don't live by begging. That's not what God said. The just shall beg. No. He said the just shall live by faith. Don't live by the natural. Ah, I have a good job. I work for PH, um, NNPC. Don't live by NNPC job. Oh. You live by faith. Somebody make a fresh commitment to living by faith. Talk to him one more minute. Kandaba Shataya. Oh, Yala Brakadaba Sakataya La Brekedaba. Live by faith. Listen, let me show you something else Jesus taught there. It's an amazing statement. We're going to practice it this morning. Look at what he told them. Verse 7 again, Luke 17. Which one of you having a servant plowing and tending sheep? one major area many Christians fail. You don't use your faith for souls. You want to see, you know why your faith is not working? You're not using it for what God gave you this faith for. Your faith is supposed to be tending and plowing sheep. That's what God gave you for. John 1 9. Receiving the end of your faith. The salvation of your souls. Faith was designed to save souls individually and collectively. That's the end of faith. So that what Jesus obtained on the cross, you can experience it. Receiving the end of your faith. Salvation of your soul. It will save your soul. It will save the soul of other people. When somebody believes in what was done on Calvary's cross, that's what you use faith for. You see, it's okay to start uh, using your faith to pay rent, using your faith to pay bills, using your faith to have children. But those are all low-level operations of faith. And you will not stay there forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Reverend Victor said this to us last supernatural. I don't know whether you caught it. Ask your neighbor, have you even listened to your supernatural messages? Ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor. I know you too, you may be guilty, but ask. 
Some people have not listened to it, they forgotten. He said, he said there was a time where you'd be using your faith for it. He said he had not had to use his faith. And what does he use faith for? Tending and plowing sheep. That's what faith is for. And that's one of the best ways to develop it. I told you before I traveled, my secret. I use my faith for souls. You'll be shocked the things God will show you when you're just believing God for attendance of 1,000. Just, you know, that's what your faith is on. How can more people come to church? When they come, how can they get blessed? God will just show you how to make them millionaire. It will even come so easily, you'll be shocked. Using your life every time is just money, 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 food, food. It's okay to start off for... Learn to send your faith as a servant to believe God for saving souls. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. I've been planning and I hope the pastors have been working. And the people that are supposed to be doing their work, doing their work. We're going to pray this, this morning. That God will bring people into this house like we have never seen it before. Don't do ministry in the arm of flesh. The same way to not work for finances, it won't work for ministry. You use faith as a servant for ministry, for finances, for health. But the thing it was designed for, when God sat down and designed this concept and this lifestyle of faith, it was for souls. So that it won't just end with Calvary. That in 2018, there will be men on the earth. said, when I come, will I still find faith on the earth? Will there still be someone that is believing that I died for the sins of mankind? Believing for people to receive it. Lift your hands this morning. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I pray for next Sunday's outreach meeting. That like we have never seen it before. Men will be drawn to you, Jesus. As we remember and celebrate Calvary. Thank you, Lord. That somebody out there that has not yet made Jesus their Lord and Savior. Will come to the saving grace of Jesus. That the blood that was shed over 2,000 years ago will cleanse somebody of their sin and they will be saved like I've been saved. I ask for you right now for the nations and for the heathen and the uttermost parts of the earth as my inheritance and as my possession. By faith, I believe you for souls to be one into the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray that prayer for a minute or two. Teaching you how to live by faith. Use your faith for souls. It's one of the highest expressions of your faith. Pray for souls. Ask of me. Psalm 2 verse 4. Ask of me. Verse 8, sorry. I will give you the nations for your... Nations, not your village, oh, Nations. Nations, 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 nations. Thank God King's Word is a nations impacting ministry. Today, nothing less than 10 to 15 nations have been impacted through what God is doing in this ministry. Nations. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. When he challenges you that way, he's telling you to use your faith. Use your faith. I will give you the nations as your inheritance. The ends of the earth as your possession. This is what to use faith for. We send our faith into the harvest fields to draw men into the kingdom out of darkness into light let every seat be filled in this house let there be no room 
Let men keep coming more and more to the saving grace, the saving love of our Lord Jesus. Lord, let us not settle where we are. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.